they had 250 to 2,500 churches each. So multiply that number by 17 bishops, and you kind of see the influence that was in that room. And we found out later they'd never even been taught by a woman. And both the professor and myself, who wasn't a professor yet, were teaching these men. But something happened on the first day that really just opened them up to want to hear what I had to say. And so that was Monday. And by Friday, they together and independently said, will you work with us to help us understand better how to impact society? Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at spontaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. It's 11.32 p.m. on a Thursday night and you wake up in a panic. You forgot to send your guests the custom lockbox combination for your Airbnb and you missed the 17 messages they sent saying that they couldn't get in because you enabled sleep mode on your iPhone. You know, to try and cut down on screen time before bed and all. After apologizing profusely and sending them a bottle of bubbly in hopes that they won't leave you a one-star review, you think to yourself, how do other hosts stay on top of guest communications? The answer? They use Guesty for Hosts, an easy-to-use rental management platform. With features like automated messages that send important communications to guests at the exact right times, you'll never have to jeopardize your beauty sleep again. Guesty for Hosts allows short-term rental hosts to manage listings from Airbnb, VRBO, and Booking.com in one calendar and send a series of automated messages before, during, and after the guests stay. The platform also has features that help you manage cleanings, build a custom booking website, and so much more. You can start your 14-day free trial today, no credit card or setup fee or commitment required, and you can cancel any time if you don't love it. And it gets even better. While getting started for the first time, use the discount code SPONSTANIUS for 20% off your first year. Again, that's SPONSTANIUS. Use that discount code at checkout for 20% off your first year. In just a moment, you'll meet Katrina Kuhn and Kathy and Sayers Dudley the dynamic trio who brought to life The Dwelling Place, which is a special, peaceful escape in Radford, Virginia. Kathy was the 12th child in her family and was born on the land that would ultimately become Ironheart Vineyard in southwestern Virginia. Kathy and Sayers met in college, they married young, and have two sons and several grandchildren. Today, Kathy and Sayers run an executive recruiting firm that specializes in the real estate space, but that's only half of their story. The Dudleys have always had a heart for mission-driven entrepreneurship, and Kathy is the founder of four nonprofit charities and ministries, including Amani Bridges, which is an organization whose mission is to connect Christians from different denominations around the world to use their gifts, talents, and resources to become agents of transformation. Tune in to hear the incredible story of how and why Kathy and Sayers felt compelled to purchase a home in southwestern Virginia and, with the help of their co-host Katrina, transform it into a serene escape for the entire world to enjoy. All right, without further ado, 
get ready to meet Kathy, Sayers, and Katrina. All right, so I am sitting down with Katrina and the Dudleys, and I just had the amazing opportunity to stay at an Airbnb that you all own and run uh, in the Radford area, and I normally start this podcast off by asking a question around if you were at happy hour, if I was at happy hour with some of your closest friends and I were to ask them to tell me a little bit about you, what are some things that they'd say? But I understand, uh, Kathy, that there's a, a pretty interesting story here um, that is you know, related to a happy hour, but perhaps uh, helps give us a little bit more detail around your story. It involves a vineyard, I hear. So I want to start there. And then I want to get into how uh, you all know Katrina, and then we'll we'll unpack the rest of the story from there. So, Kathy, why don't you kick us off? Who are you, uh, and why is a vineyard a part of your story? Oh well, well, I grew up in that area, um, and I found out later that the place that I was born, literally born, I was the twelfth child of. Uh, James and Hazel Hodge, and um, and I was born on that property, um, and it was so fascinating because it's turned now into this beautiful vineyard, and we love to go to it. It's called Iron Heart Vineyard, Iron Heart. Okay. and we encourage everyone to go that. Um, but if most people want to know a little bit about me, or if they were talking about myself, uh, they would almost always say. Kathy and Sayers or Sayers and Kathy, because I was really just a teenager when the two of us got married and he was just a little over 21, literally a couple of days. Wow. And um, we met in college. Uh, We went to Ferrum College, which is right there in Virginia. He grew up in Northern Virginia uh, and I grew up in Southwest Virginia. And it's been a fascinating journey because um, we've kind of juggled two tracks, if you would, of career hmm. in, our, in our lives. One has been the for-profit. Um, my husband and I own an executive recruiting firm, uh, can, uh, you know, where we really place senior executives primarily in the real estate industry. And then I've started four nonprofits. Wow. And as nonprofits have focused uh, most of them on community development and economic empowerment. Uh, two, uh, one in Massachusetts was the first one that we founded, and then two in Texas. And then uh, the last 18 years, I spent most of my time working in Nigeria and building networks and collaborative relationships with denominational leaders. Uh, from Catholic to Pentecostal, wow. and but focused on doing together what we really can't do alone, and that is um, working to build unity in the church uh, and also work collectively on community development and economic development. Wow, I there are so many directions uh, we could run in <laughs> from that intro. Um, but uh, I I want to I want to actually quickly go back, um, and and Sayers, you uh you guys met when you were very very young, and sorry just to clarify, did you guys meet in you met in the the greater Radford area in in southwestern Virginia? We, we, we met at Ferrum. At Ferrum, okay, okay, great. Um, 
And so you guys are own this uh, executive uh, talent search firm. Were, were you in real estate yourselves before kind of moving into the talent uh, uh, firm direction or sort of like, did you did you both have careers in real estate uh, alongside your work with, with nonprofit organizations? Um, or I guess at what point in time did you did you acquire and or start the uh, executive search firm? Uh, the answer to your first question is no. Uh, I couldn't even spell real estate. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I uh, that was not a, that was not a career path. Um, uh, we, we, uh, met at Ferrum. Um, I was a sophomore. She was a freshman. Um, we married, I got drafted. Uh, I was in the last draft. Wow. The last draft. And, uh, so I took a delayed enlistment. I enlisted in the air force and, uh, in 1973, um, after finishing two years of Ferrum getting an associate's degree, uh, I went to the Air Force, and we did a six-year stint in the Air Force. Wow. Uh, we moved from Massachusetts, which is where our last duty station was, to Dallas, and I went to work for an employment agency, which is how got involved in the, the recruiting world and been doing it ever since. And uh, that was in, uh, in late 1978, and then in... Um, uh, the third quarter of uh, 1982, um, I left that business and the two of us together formed the, f- the first nonprofit in Dallas, uh, working in the inner city called Voice of Hope Ministries. And then soon after that, uh, we opened Dudley and Associates, which is our little uh, business, uh, in order to be able to you know, make a living, because you certainly don't make any living. Uh, working, <laughs> working, work. uh, working, mission work in the inner city, and so we had to have a we had to have a, a, a source of income. So, and uh, we started Deadly and Associates in 1983, and so that's uh, mm-hmm. almost uh, you know 40 years ago. And we've decided, kind of, in these dual tracks, we talk about. Uh, we've decided to do what we call tent making, uh, meaning that some people go out and raise money to do work and sure, mission. Sure. We opted to do more like the Apostle Paul, and that is to have for-profit businesses running alongside to help support our work so that we could do the nonprofit. And during all of these years, uh, Sayers has, even though we both are involved in both uh, nonprofit and for-profit, Sayers focused most of his attention on the for-profit so that I could focus most of mine on the nonprofit. Wow. Oh my gosh, this is this is so incredible. So, how do you end up in Nigeria? What is <laughs> what is that story? <laughs> I know that's been the longest ministry that I've started. Um, I was asked in 2002 to uh, be a part of a doctoral program, a doctor of ministry, and um, I was given course credit for some of the education that I had not completed in a traditional way uh, because of the success of some of these organizations. Uh, And real estate has always been really more my passion. Uh, So we started doing low-income housing in neighborhoods, et cetera. Well, um, once we did the neighborhood ministry for 13 years, I was approached when I turned that over um, I was approached by some business leaders in Dallas and said, dream again, and we'll give you a jump start." So that's how I started Dallas Leadership Foundation. 
which also did, you know, real estate. But in 2002, I turned that over. And, and so it's so, okay, I'm out of a job again. And I was approached by this person to join this doctoral program. About halfway through, um, the, the founder of that school uh, and the, the chancellor approached me and said, Kathy, if we give you course credit, will you go to Nigeria and teach these 17 bishops in this master's class? Because they want to learn about church and society. How does the church get engaged in doing this kind of work? And we were so excited because we had basically lived, worked, and worshipped in the African-American community most of our lives. And so it was like, wow, we get to go to the motherland. Wow. (laughs) And um, when we were there, nothing short, this was January 2004 nothing short of a miracle took place Uh, because here you have church leaders on three in three countries, most of them, Nigeria, but other countries as well. And um, by the end of the week, they were asking me if I would work with them. Now you have to understand the significance of this. They had 250 to 2,500 churches each. So multiply that number by 17 bishops and you kind of see the influence that was in that room. And we found out later they'd never even been taught by a woman. And both the professor and myself, who wasn't a professor yet, were teaching these men. But something happened on the first day that really just opened them up to want to hear what I had to say. And so that was Monday. And by Friday, they together and independently said, will you work with us to help us understand better how to impact society. Wow. And so 18 years later, we're still doing it. <laughs> wow. So out of that, they formed a nonprofit. Right. And it's still going today. And she has acted as the president of the nonprofit, uh, but the work is actually in Nigeria. Yeah, and they do most of the work, I'll be honest. You know, I've been kind of a coach, a teacher, a trainer, uh, an enforcer sometimes. So when they all want to kind of pick it apart and make it theirs, but when they really caught the vision, and this is the vision that that they caught, and that was that if they would love each other, if they would work together, then the world would know that Jesus is God. That no matter what else we do or believe, if they weren't willing to do that, then probably they weren't going to see the fruit that they wanted. Even in evangelism, it's like, come on, you know, and what's evangelism? If you're not practical in your gospel, if somebody's hungry, you know, we need to give them food. If somebody is in prison, you go visit them. You don't judge them. You know, you, you, if someone doesn't have a house, you give them a house. You try to work toward those things that all people need. And it's built these beautiful bridges amongst them that I stand back and go, why can't we do this here? <laughs> why can't we do this in the U.S.? But they, you know, they have taken the mantle. They believe that. And the other thing is they believe in equality, which none of us hardly do believe. You'll find that that belief of equality is what drives our sense of justice and everything else that we do. These bishops and now hundreds of other leaders like them have embraced a vision that equality across race, across economics, across, you know, the continents or whatever it is, tribes, of course, was a big one for them, across gender, you know, they they finally began to embrace that in practical ways, not just talk, Hmm. 
uh, they weren't just pontificating, but they actually decided to practice it. And it's changed all of us, including us, wow. in a way that is absolutely incredible. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Did you have something to add? Well, I was, and so that's, you, 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 that's, you saw the book, Bridges. That's, 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 the story. That's, that's the story. That's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had to ask, um, uh, you know, this is, this is so interesting. Um, and again, I feel like there are a hundred follow-up questions, but how, how we stumbled upon you all was, was through Airbnb. We were on our way to uh, the Asheville, North Carolina area. My wife and I actually uh, doing a whole podcast tour for, for behind the stays, uh, this, this show. And what we, what we noticed, what caught our eye beyond, you know, the, the beautiful pictures at first on Airbnb was, was the name, which you all referred to as, as the dwelling place. And as you've have, you know, as you've, as you talked just now about how important community building was and, and has been, how that's been a fundamental component of, of your all's story um, for, for years. Right. Uh, I'm curious, uh, you know, Katrina, how do you, how do you end up meeting Katrina? Cause we interacted, I think over Airbnb with Katrina and then it became clear that Katrina and uh, you know, the Dudleys were working on this together. So, so talk to us a little bit about how you all met and what the dwelling, where the name of your Airbnb, the dwelling place came from. I guess, I mean, I'll, tell you a little bit about how we met and then I'm going to toss it back to them about letting talking about the dwelling place itself. But, um, ironically, I had a random message from a college friend and he said, Hey, my parents, they, my mom grew up in the area where you live now and they just bought a house there. And it's so, it's great. And you need to see it and they're going to be there next week and you should stop by. And, so it was just, it was just like one of those very just cool moments that like someone from my past reached out. I'm like, absolutely. So I took my, I mean, I have two little boys and we went over one day and sat in their living room. My kids fought in their front yard <laughs> <laughs> and we chit chatted and, and talked and they, you know, they told me about their vision for the place. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit of just kind of that they had bought this home in Radford and, um, Kathy, obviously her family is there and just an opportunity for them to come back home and be around family and just always have a place to come back home to. But in the meantime, I think we're going to Airbnb it and just a little, a little back and forth about that. But basically her, their son and I went to school together. Um, I don't know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I don't really want to talk about how long it was, but <laughs> a long time ago. And we're in a really close group of a close friend group that had lost touch over many years. And it was just, it's been really fun to reconnect. And um, I, I think I probably met them when we were in college, but you know, you meet your friends, parents, and you kind of move along. And um, I, I don't know, it's been one of the biggest blessings that I have had. Um, and we haven't, my family has not lived here but about three years, I think. Well, my children and I have been here for two years. My husband came a year before us. But um, so it's been really fun because it hit at exactly that time that we were exploring the area and learning more about what there was around here and things to offer. And it was, I don't know, it was just, it was such a good conversation with us that day about it being new to us mm. and not necessarily new to them, but obviously, I mean, they weren't here a lot. So we were talking about all the many things to do. And so just a lot of just, I hate to say it, there was a lot of brain power in that room that day. <laughs> we just had so many ideas and so many things to talk about. And um, so, yeah, so that's how I guess I 
that's how we know each other. <laughs> and and just to clarify, so Katrina, your your friend who said, "Hey, you got to go meet my parents. They just bought this house. They're in town. They're going to come over." What, what was the thinking that like you would help be a, a caretaker for the home? Is that like like what what was it that inspired you to even like have a conversation with them? Like absolutely not. Okay. No. Okay. No thoughts of that. No thoughts whatsoever. Just go just, meet my parents. I'm going to be honest. I grew up in Southwest Arkansas where. You don't say no when somebody invites you over and you just, you do what you're told and you go. And especially if it's your, I don't want to call you this, you know, but your elders are going to invite you over. You just do it. You just show up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it was definitely just a, you know, and I know being here and not being with my family, that is my family's closer to where they live than where I live. So, um, you know, just having that hometown hug and, you know, and that's what they are to me when they come here and it's exploded be way beyond that at this point. But, you know, there just wasn't even a question. Wow. I'm going to go over there and see these people that are my people. And yeah. You know, quite frankly, for me, I think it was a divine intervention. And I don't, I don't say that lightly. You know, a lot of people say, well, it was a coincidence or all these things, but it wasn't. Something happened in that room the first time we really sat down with each other. And I think we just fell in love with one another. It was like, wow, we have very similar DNA. You know, we obviously aren't, but we might might as well. I mean, we think alike. We and and we were looking at management companies and all kinds of other ways, like how do we manage the dwelling place, which is very, very important to us. It's our second home. It's, you know, and the only reason we were looking at vacation rental was that we just felt guilty that, you know, we have this beautiful place that we're going to stay in a few weeks, but let's share it because, you know, that's what is important is that other people experience the space like we do. And so here comes Katrina. It's the last day before we leave. The next day, we still couldn't find because we wanted this real service, this very, you know, somebody really loved the house, but loved people and, you know, had a spirit of hospitality and we just didn't have it. Mm. And, and I, I really didn't know what we were going to do. Uh, we were leaning toward, you know, an option, but it wasn't a good one for us. And, and so Katrina just said on her way out, if there's anything I can do to help, just let me know. And so Famous last I words. started thinking about that comment. And sure enough, within 24 hours, I was letting her know. <laughs> I got invited back for lunch the next day. <laughs> right before we left. <laughs> and, and so we found ourselves talking and, you know, what would we do if she were our co-host, you know, and how would we work that out? And I can just honestly tell you right now that if, you know, there's a question that, you know, you were talking about little things, and I, I think you'll probably ask that later, but I want to say it now because I think up front is so important. If you were to ask me what were the, the little things that we felt we needed to do to make this place a place where people would want to dwell, where people would want to stay, they would feel like this is their second home. It was like, you know, in order to do that, God had to do a big little thing, hmm. and that was to connect as to Katrina, because she is absolutely perfect in what she does. She she loves the little house instead of her boys, which makes me so happy. Like it's theirs. 
I never ever worry about whether it's going to be clean or whether the guests are going to be taken care of. I can't be there. If I were there, I'd be doing what Katrina does. And, you know, I, but she does it so gracefully. She does it so sacrificially. And I know that's not normal. That's why I think it was a divine intervention, you know, and, and God saying, we need it. You need each other. And this little house has to be stewarded. Mm. This little house doesn't really belong to you. It belongs to me. And I want everyone that comes in to have that kind of love and a sense of specialness. And, you know, a, and Katrina is the hands. Katrina is the feet. She is the voice they finally hear when I turn it over. Then it's all really her that makes it such a wonderful experience for everyone. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, quite quite the compliment from from both of you all, um, which is a sign of a successful partnership, I would say. Um, but I, you know, I want to I want to go back a little bit, and and Kathy, why why did you all decide to to buy this home? Right, you said you, I, if I heard you correctly, you said a few weeks out of the year you all are are in the area. Um, and I, again, I know that you're you're from there, so you probably have family around, but like. You know, of all the places where you could buy a, a second home, um, what was it specifically about the the Radford area beyond, I guess, your familial ties that, you know, it, it became evident that, yes, we, we don't want to just come up here and stay in a hotel or come up here and Airbnb ourselves, but we, we actually do want to have a second home uh, in this area. What What's the story there? You know, what's kind of interesting to me is growing up in that area, and partly because I was raised in poverty, and that's just the truth. Life was hard. Um, you know, to me, the hills, the mountains, the fields, everything, it was just work, you know, and I never saw the beauty of it. But, you know, fast forward now, you know, we're in Dallas, have been here most of our life, actually, with a short stint in California and in the five years in Massachusetts. But we're there on vacation. And we are at a place where we could actually vacation. You know, we weren't just coming in once a year, once every other year to see family. And we started looking around and we said, oh my goodness, there's wineries everywhere. Look, the Appalachian Trail is 30 minutes away. The Blue Ridge Parkway is even less. Uh, the river is here, the lake is here. And it just was so beautiful. You know, we're walking the New River Trail and it was like, oh, that's where I used to live, you know, because <laughs> you can see it from behind from, from the trail. And we got so excited and we said, here's this gem of an area of Southwest Virginia. And most people only associate it with poverty or, you know, they don't really see it. And so we said, we want them to see it. We mm. want them to now see it like we have discovered it. And, and it's a place that people hopefully will want to come. But one uh, obstacle that we've always had going back to Virginia was that, you know, we can stay with family, but then they were also crowded. You know, it was like, okay, let's stay in the hotel. Either it was hard to find a hotel or you had to stay so far away or the hotels weren't very nice. And that's just the truth. That area still to this day doesn't have what, they don't have a four-star hotel anywhere. And so we said, well, let's make it, you know, a four or five-star hotel. And let's, you know, we'll have a place anytime we want, but also 
this area, we hope it'll take off and other people will say, let's do luxury homestays. Let's not just do homestays, but let's spread it out. You know, let's have embroidered towels on the bed and, you know, all the other little things that we kind of, you know, put together to make it special and to feel special in an area that often I think is overlooked. Mm. Which goes back to the name of the dwelling place. You know, we, we really wanted people to feel like that when they arrived, that they could, you know, as I hope you and your wife did, that they would arrive and they would go, oh my gosh, this is like my, this is like going to my house. Mm -hmm. And they would feel the way that we wanted them to feel this peacefulness. It's a very peaceful neighborhood. That was one of the things that was very attractive when uh, we found the house. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, we, we stood out on the front porch and we listened and all you could hear was birds. Yeah. Even yeah. though, as you saw, Main Street is like, you know, it's right at the bottom of the hill. Yes, you can't hear it. You can't hear it. And um, so mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, we wanted to have this sense of welcomeness and peacefulness so that if someone is, is, is going on an Airbnb for three or four days, which I, I suspect a lot of people do, I just got to get away. Life is so stressful. Life is so difficult and having problems at work, having problems in, with whatever. And I just need a place to get away for two or three or four days. And they arrive at our house and they can take a breath yeah. and they can go, oh, this is wonderful. And and so dwelling, that whole idea of dwelling, not only do we hope and pray that God's presence can sort of be felt however someone might feel that, but just to have the sense of peacefulness and tranquility and everything that needs in the house. Other than if you want to go get some groceries, everything else you need is in the house. And then some, and, yeah. And yeah. so then we've had people come and they would come for two night stays and we would realize, I don't think they ever left the house. <laughs> we, you, know, you know, I'm not sure they ever even left. Well, that's really, that's really gratifying to us that they felt that kind of sense of, I can just kick back here and really just turn things off and relax. And so that's what we tried to do with the house. One of our favorite things is at night, um, we're in the pathway of the eagles. And so if you sit mm -hmm. out on the patio, almost every night, you'll see this whole slew of yeah, eagles flying right over the house. Almost, you can see yeah, them. The, the, the eagles, with the flock of eagles yeah. would, would circle the house. I actually yeah. went out on the back porch, <laughs> sat on that couch and looked up and they just literally circled overhead mm -hmm. and they were only, you know, a hundred feet up. Yeah. Wow. It was a, it was a cool it was a cool experience. So I'd want to dwell here forever. Yeah. Except I have to go back to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, from from um, you know, as somebody who got the privilege of of staying there, I can attest to everything that you all are are saying is is true. It is this incredibly tranquil place. Uh, you know, from the moment that we walked into, it's just it's also just so bright, right? You guys get a ton of like natural light in the space too, um, which, which can be harder to, to, you know, find, especially if you're, you know, uh, purchasing sort of an, an older home, but for, for whatever reason, when you walk into that space, you're just, you're just hit with sunshine. Uh, and we were there during the winter too, and it was still like very, very bright. Um, 
But I, I, I'm curious, was the house like ready to go, ready to list on Airbnb when you all bought it? Did it require any renovations or, or any work? Like uh, from the time that you bought it to the time that you decided to, to list it, uh, what happened in between in terms of any you know maintenance or, or renovations? Well, it was, um, it was actually renovated very nicely before we got it. Now, like everything, it needed new paint. And we wanted, I love hardwoods. Mm. Uh, and so we discovered that hardwoods were under the uh, carpet and linoleum and all kinds of other stuff upstairs. <laughs> and so we got it all up and refinished and uh, put uh, some hardwoods where it wasn't. But mostly it was just discovering and refinishing these hardwoods that were already there. And, you know, to me, a fireplace is important, but we didn't want guests coming in and doing wood burning. And so we said, let's convert it into a gas fireplace so they can enjoy the ambiance and the beauty, but not the danger. Uh, and we did, you know, like a lot of other things that you won't see that still needed to be done to make sure the house was totally in great shape so that we wouldn't constantly be have to call the maintenance man, because we felt that was important. You know, the last thing it's going to happen possibly to anybody, but we just wanted it to be as perfect a shape as it could possibly be, not just in what you could see, but the stuff that you can't see. You know, and so, but a good, a really good bit of it, um, I would say the majority of it was already done and they did an excellent job. But then, then Kathy decorated. Yeah, the decorating, <laughs> it looks like a totally different yeah. place yeah. because of decorating. You know, and so like those. And they also, they listen, they listen to their guests. Like I just have to jump in and say, they listen and that if, if a thing is even mentioned, they're like, hey, Katrina, I think we should do, let's talk about this. Should we do this? And so the outdoor fireplace, like that yeah. was the week before you got there. And we were so upset that you didn't have good weather and couldn't use it. But, you know, like just they're, they listen to their guests. And I mean, I, that's the one thing that I would say beyond it just being an Airbnb. Exactly what what they've said is that it's somewhere that we want people to be happy and to be comfortable and they absolutely listen to every one of those little things and the next week it's going to be done <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean and that and that is like unbelievably evident even in just how you all stocked the place i know that you you all mentioned this before but you know we we spent uh we've spent over over a year living on airbnb we've you know been in in i think over 60 now airbnbs wow. um and you know you you definitely and we're not on vacation right like we're we're, we're living there right and so it's it's important that we have uh you know a, a a lemon squeezer and right like a garlic press and you know those sorts of things and we always one of the first things that we do is uh, when we walk into a home is we we check out the kitchen and make sure like we don't need to like before we go to the grocery store, like we want to make sure that we've got the utensils and whatnot that we need in order to cook. Um, and my wife kept saying as she opened like the drawer, she's like, wow, they 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 have everything like, yeah, we, we could we could make a five course meal if we wanted to like they like you all have really taken great care to think through everything somebody might need. The appliances were fantastic. The grill was incredible. Like. Uh, and, and it's there's typically like one or two things sort of like, you know, missing from from a kind of a kitchen. Uh, and, and we couldn't find anything missing from your alls. So wow. uh, for, for what it's worth, um, you know, well done there. Well, one of, and one of the other things that 
that we did is that we put organic mattresses into. Ah. Um, and, and that was a very important thing because we wanted to take into consideration um, the needs of people who, for you know, uh, uh, whatever reason, may have uh, allergies mm. to different chemicals. As, and and, and you, you, you hear about that a lot of, um, of how people um, at, at hotels will get ill yeah. and they don't know why they got ill. And it's because of the chemicals that are in the room. In the in the mattress. In, in the mattress in particular. And so uh, so uh, so uh, that was one of the things that Kathy said. We just have to, you know, spend that extra money to get those, but that'll 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 pay for itself. Not not necessarily in money, but in the Health. fact that no <laughs> one will come back to us and said, you know, I loved your house, but the one thing I did is I was gagging. Yeah. You know, yeah, or, uh, or we, I didn't we, sleep. We, we, yeah. we didn't want that to happen. So that was another thing that we tried to do. Yeah, one of, one of the other features of the home that we loved is uh, my wife and I are also sort of big suckers for for ambiance and like lighting and you all have uh, real candles like on your table and like that immediately stood out to us. We, we literally like had like a, you know, pseudo like fake, like, you know, not even fake, I guess it was real, but we had like a date night inside at oh, the table. We it. set the table. It was great. It just felt like very like romantic with, uh, with the candles. Um, so that was like, you know, probably our favorite, like little thing, little touch of the home. And I'm curious, uh, you know, what do each of you love uh, about the home? You know, Kathy, you shared a little bit already, but like any other small you know, nooks and crannies or, or features that bring you uh, a lot of joy when you look at or, or interact with uh, the thing, the piece, the furniture or whatever it might be. Well, for me, um, the fireplace and the rocking chairs. <laughs> uh, if I'm inside, I love the fireplace, even if it's not winter and I can just see that it's there. <laughs> um, and the, the rocking chairs. And you probably noticed that we have a little baby rocking chair. Yes. That's what we call it. And that's because we have a granddaughter that is actually going to be there with us next month again. She chose that at Cracker Barrel on the way there. And so we leave it for all the other little babies and grandbabies that are going to use the house. <laughs> so it's one of my favorite things when I walk up. I love the little, um, the baby rocking chair. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I was going to ask about that too. That's great. What about you, Sarah? Uh, I probably, um, the, the, the front porch swing. Mm. You know, I, I love just being on the front. I love the front porch. And that was, so first time I saw the house, I was mm -hmm. just like, oh yeah. Yeah, that, that front porch that got me right from the get-go. And uh um and I and I think uh, uh we have not had the opportunity much in our trips to enjoy the back deck yet, but we're going to. We will this and, time. Yeah, it's we will massive this time. too. It's so big. It's like yeah. very, yeah, yes. very large. We yeah, like even yeah. the in the photos it, it looks it looks good like a good, you know, a pretty good size. But when you walk out there, we're like, oh my yes, gosh, we, this is a this is enough. You could host, you know, the whole the whole town here. Um, I mean, it's, it's yeah. massive. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a really really nice amenity to have that. And uh, so, but I think um, um, I think for me, uh, the, if I had to pick one thing about the house, it's probably the swing. Mm. I just really love the swing. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Katrina? 
I mean, that it's it's my second home. I will say that. They've gifted me with the second home I never thought I'd have. Um, <laughs> and so we, I, I work from home. And so a lot of times I tell them that I'll just stop over there and work and just enjoy it. Because I think exactly what you said, it has everything. Yeah. <laughs> like there is nothing missing in that house. And whether it's sitting on the deck or on the front porch or I just, I do. I think that, you know, the love that they offer and their intentions with the place, it's just, it's one of those places that anybody would just die to spend an hour, you know, and, and I'm the lucky one that can kind of do that whenever I want to, <laughs> but it's, and I'm so blessed by that. And so, no, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I have like a favorite thing. I, I love that. Um, like they said, my, I have, two boys and, um, they're so welcoming to my boys. My boys love to play baseball in the yard. They, there's little, you know, the little hidey hole in the closet yeah. that goes out to the, you know, like all that little, like it's an old house and fun stuff like that. So, um, it's just, it's just a, a beautiful, very welcoming place. And so I don't really necessarily have a favorite. I will say I spend a lot of time sitting at the kitchen counter or at the table, but what you said too, the light, there's yeah. so much beautiful sunlight and, um, it's just, it's a great place to just be. And so in my like time, I like to just be there. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a place that just feels good. So yeah. it definitely, it definitely feels very much like, a a refuge too, especially because at least, you know, we were, we were there in the winter and we had been driving for, you know, five hours or whatever. And I think we, we you know, when, when we showed up, um, it was cold. It was actually like, I think really, really cold that day. Um, yeah. but then you walk inside and it's just so full of light. It's so warm. It's so comfortable. Um, yeah. and again, yeah, it does have everything that you need in order to, to feel, feel like you're in your own house and, and then some, um, better, better than at least my, my, my house. So one of the things that I've really wanted to ask about was the welcome packet and book, because it was so unbelievably, uh, detailed and comprehensive. And again, I remember like flipping through, I, I remember flipping through the book with, with my wife and we were like, wow, I think there's like more to do in Radford than in like New York City or something. Like, I mean, like the, the number of things that you all had listed um, from hikes to places to, um, you know, grab a beer or a glass of wine. It was just incredibly, incredibly well put together and very, very detailed to the point where you were like, you can go to this place to walk or this trail here and it's 0.75 miles from the house. Like just great, great detail. So I, I have to ask like, you know, who, who put that together and, um, what's the story behind why it's so incredibly detailed? Kathy's a freak. <laughs> she's so good at these things. She and she also she's so passionate about this area. And go ahead, Kathy, tell your story. <laughs> well, you know, in the nonprofit and for profit, when you're entrepreneurs like we are, you're always having to create tools and you're selling, you know, you're always selling. And I thought, well, if I were someone that didn't know this area, that didn't understand that it is this gym and this wealth of stuff, you know, because most, as we said earlier, I don't think know that about Virginia, then what would I need? And so we decided to do the welcome book, 
but also to put it in PDF form that we could send out early mm. because we want people to understand. You think you're just coming here to go to a football game. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Stay a couple more days and do this, you know, and there's so much to do in this area within a very short distance. So I thought I probably want to know how far because it is considered a rural area. So you might think, well, to get to here, it would take you an hour or two. But it really doesn't. Most things are within 10 to 30 minutes at the most. And you can experience culture on all kinds of levels or sophistication. But you had to have a tool. And Mm. I'm always into what tools are needed to sell the vision. (laughs) And I knew that we needed a tool. So I started looking around and, you know, at other people's welcome packets. And I thought, you know, this doesn't help me. So I just started doing it and it started growing and it started growing. And, it start, and so then we said, oh, to really do the welcome book, we need to go back to Virginia and spend a month there. And wow. so we decided not only we're go, before I finish the book, we're going to get to know the people. And so we know the names of the restaurant people and, you know, we know where the wineries are and, and we know <laughs> all of them because we went to all of them. We ate the food, you know, because it was like discovering for me, as I said earlier, this amazing place that. I used to hate, and now I was falling in love with in such a wonderful way. And I thought, let's create tools to sell this to other people. Whether they stay with us or not, it's more about selling the the area, the community. And uh, I think having that book out. So sometimes people will just do an inquiry and I'll say, oh, look at this book. (laughs) You know, whether they come or not, they're going to know that they can come and have this wonderful experience. Wow. Wow. I will yeah. say that the day after we had our little meeting, she like emails me the welcome book and she's like, Hey, what do you think about this? And I was like, Oh my gosh, what did I just get into? <laughs> but it's well, at that time we had had our month in Virginia. And about what she said is interesting. We literally, we, we went to all of the local restaurants in Redford and, you know, said, Hey, we'd really like to meet the owners. And, you know, most of the time the owners were there. And so we would meet them. We would say, hey, you know, we, you know, take a little, you know, we're going to eat here tonight and want to tell you our story. And, and we want you all to know that we're going to be here. And like all of them were like, oh, this is great. Wow. And everybody was so excited. And um, so, and so, so, you know, we said, look, we'll feature you in the welcome book and You're promoting and, businesses. And then we went to all the wineries that you saw mm-hmm. in there. And said, look, we'll let people know it's here. We'll let them know how to get here. So we made a little flyer, a little tent. And I don't know if you went to any of the restaurants, but you might see our little tents around. Yeah. yeah, Because now they're advertising for us, just like we're trying to advertise. And so as you And I introduce myself everywhere as Kathy and Sayers' friends. And I live here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as you discovered, um, there's always, we we always provide a bottle of local wine. Yeah. We really want to promote local. Mm-hmm. You know, I, one thing I would say, and that month really taught me this. I was in love with the area by the time we left in a way that I never thought I would be. But it was the people. Mm-hmm. It was really about the people. I mean, all of these business owners, or if you go down to Rapper Coffee and you hear the story of what this couple have done and the life they've lived, or you go up to... Um, not not Brookhouse, but even though that one is amazing too, it's the um, BJ's. Yeah, BJ's. 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 
BTs. 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 I love love that story of how this person was busboy basically. And now he, he owns the shop. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, well, you could do a beautiful book, you know, about the people that are in this area that have this wonderful spirit and community feel and caring for each other and for them to embrace us knowing we're not we're not even there but if when we go there we feel like we're going back to see our friends yeah uh it's a unique thing i think it's been fun so welcome book gave us the ability Mm -hmm. and the need if you would to discover all that (laughs) what's what's so cool about that is that i mean you hear we, we hear countless stories of folks that you know, uh, start complaining because they hear that Airbnb is coming to their neighborhood or coming to their community. And there's there, there's a lot of tension. Right. And and uh, people, uh, neighbors, uh, HOAs, uh, even like local governments with permitting and whatnot, like a lot of people don't like short term rentals. And so it, it's neat to see that you all at a very localized level put in the work to go and tell people, hey, we're we're doing this thing, but this is who we are, um, and we want you know we we are, we want to eat here. We want to give you our business. We want to get to know you, and then we want to tell the people that are going to come stay in our our place about you and encourage them to come and and meet you and and eat this great food and whatnot like that. That is an incredible amount of work. Number one, second, it's an incredible amount of intentionality. But third, like. Now that they're they're also you know promoting you all like talk about sort of like building trust and you know understanding how we all can work together and it, again it, this is very in line with you all and your brand around community and um and building bridges right and so what a what an incredible uh, way to go about partnering with your local community and in a sense kind of getting buy in um into into what you all are doing. And Zach, I'll even tell you, like we have, we have new next door neighbors and I was, and and again, that's just, again, on the ground floor of like making relationships and people of when that guy moved in, I just happened to be there one day and he and I met, he texts me every trash day and he's like, do you want me to put the trash can up? Do you want me to, because we're just, we're straightforward with him about what's going on, you know, and that he loves it. He loves Watching that he's he's on lookout for Kathy and Sayers don't even know this, but I mean, like he's just on watch for the yeah. house and he's so good, you know. And so it's just it's like to me it is it's like it does build community within within the Radford population of just they're not just somebody different there every night. Yeah. There's people that know the property and love the property and are coming and going and um and like I said I mean even buying from the neighbors it's just it's so sweet and just so I feel like um they have a home in that neighborhood um I don't know just like anyone else that lives on the street it's not seen as as the hotel or somebody coming and going it's a it's a much loved property and everyone around just they know that yeah, so so incredible. Um, and again, very very hard to do, and or, or maybe it's not even that it's that hard to do. It's just few people take the time to do it. Um, and so you know, props to to you all for for putting in the putting in the time, putting in the effort. I'm sure that that's going to pay. It's going to continue to pay dividends for months and, and years to come. I, I have a couple. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Kathy. If you don't mind, please. Uh, in my book, I talk about the bridge is really an acronym. And for principles or beliefs, and the G is what we're talking about here, is we tend to 
in society look for that kind of a top-down governmental solving of problems. And we believe that most problems really are solved from the grassroots up. Hmm. And, you know, you look at any movements, you know, whether it's Gandhi or King or many, many others I could mention, they didn't really happen from the top down. You know, unjust laws or whatever needed to happen, most of the time it's the people that are at the bottom, that are in the communities, that come together in a unique way. And so I think that the value of that is what you're talking about here. For us, we could not really, in good conscience, operate an Airbnb out of that home without the community trusting and embracing that what we were doing was not going to hurt them. Hmm. And instead that we really did have their interests at stake and taking that time is crucial, whether it is this or anything in life, anything, if we want genuine community, if we want genuine change, I believe we have to do the work where the work takes place and with the people who really have the strongest voice. And that's what we were trying to do. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. But we're so, the beneficiaries. So well said. <laughs> I <just> them. <laughs> so well said. I, I have a couple of final questions for you all. First and foremost, you know, of, of all the people, you guys have poured so much intentionality as we've been talking about into, into this space. Uh, what, what is some of the feedback that you've received from guests and, or do you, do you have a story or two that has been, you know, impactful or, or helped you realize that, oh my gosh, it worked like the, these people get it right like they 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 get what we were trying to do here what we are trying to do here and if so could you share that that story or two with us i will tell a story that um it's not our most prideful story but i mean i will tell the story that i think it was our first or second weekend so we i think we we decided in march to launch the house i think what was it like april through april july yeah. and let's decide if we can all get along and this is what we want to do, whatever. Um, and I think it was our second rental. It was over graduation weekend and we had this wonderful family that was running the house and we were super excited. And I mean, things were, we thought it was going to take a while to take off and it like took off very quickly. Um, and Kathy texts me and she's like, Katrina, um, did you see the message? And I'm like, uh, no, hold on. Let me check. Okay. There's a tree down in the backyard <laughs> and we truly a had a tree. <laughs> and I said, Oh no, it's not that bad. And she's like, no, Katrina, it's a tree. I'm like, no, it's going to be like a lamb. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I'll take yeah. the boys over there and we'll clean it up. It's going to, she's like, no, it's a tree. And so my son and I go over there thinking we're just going to clean up the backyard while they're at graduation and life is going to be beautiful. They had the back deck like decked out with like flower arrangements. And I mean, it was beautiful. Oh my and gosh. we're like, Oh, this is exactly what we envisioned for the house, but there's a tree in the yard. And, and, it almost and, I look at the tree and I call Kathy and I'm like, it's a tree. <laughs> She's like, I told you it's a tree. <laughs> so yes, no, but then the family came home while we were there and they said, it's fine. These things happen. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, we had to move the cornhole game to the other side of the yard, but that's, it's all okay. And then they just said, but can we get some more coffee? And <laughs> yes, you may absolutely get coffee. Do you care if I run, grab it? And, and they were just like so lovely and 
I don't know, my son stood there and like chit-chatted with them and I ran upstairs, like got the coffee and set everything up again. And, you know, it was just, when I saw the grace of those guests, I was like, this is why we're in this. This is, Mm. and I say we, and I say we a lot. It is them. It's not we, it's them. But that's what it's all about. And it, it was just so beautiful to see our guests Complete. They weren't mad at tree fail. They were just ready. They were so happy with everything else. And if and I just feel like you know if you provide that product, like there's not anything to be mad about. Yeah. <laughs> and nature is going to happen. But so I would say that would, to me that was kind of a big story for us because we were on edge. Like it was truly our second weekend of having the house available, <laughs> and, and we were like, oh my gosh, this just went really bad. But it didn't. <laughs> it didn't because I think you know the the guests are the same as us, you know, they just, they're, they're just so graceful and so beautiful. And we've had, we've met, we had Kathy, Kathy and Sears, when they come in town, we like to sit and like go through like all the people that have stayed there and talk about their stories and talk about where they came from and why they were there. It's just, to me, it's just, it's like, it's just a beautiful conversation piece, but it's also like, it's really fun to see what people are doing everywhere. And honestly, I mean, to me, like, grace is the biggest word because they are, they're all so graceful and, yeah. and just happy to be there. But again, I go back to, because I think these people have set this place up to be just the amazing place to stay. <laughs> well, maybe because we're grandparents, I have to tell a grandparent story. Please. Uh, two of them, two of them. One is um, my own daughter, granddaughter. She's going to be three at the end of April. And she loves, loves the house. And so our house here is more black and white. And so she calls it the yay black home. But there she calls it the yay because she says yay when she comes. Yay! (laughs) Yay blue home. And she loves the house. And every time she sees it, she starts talking. So that is important. But as a guest, it's the little granddaughter Mm-hmm. Her grandparents were coming down, I think, mm-hmm. from New Jersey. And I like the fact that we don't do instant booking because this gives us this a little bit of relationship, actually. Mm. Uh, why are you coming? You know, like, what can we do to make it special? <clears throat> and anyway, this little girl was living in Galax. And so they came to the house and she wrote, I don't know if you remember exactly what she said, but at the end of it, she said that she loved staying in the house it was the best airbnb Airbnb. she had ever stayed in and she wrote it in her own handwriting in her guest book so you may remember more details of that i just remember it was so exciting to see she and her grandparents being able to use the dwelling place and to have that special weekend and for it to mean so much to her yeah yeah that was that was the story that i was going to say too that was that was really really cool when and she she wrote it in the guest book but I feel like we we get to experience the professor that's visiting to teach at Bradford and the excitement of the football games or they're going to get, you know, to um, Virginia Tech. Um, I We get to experience those kind of reunions in just a small way. But these are not just guests to us and they're not just dollar right. signs. They're real people who mm. we want to experience, you know, the beauty of being together in our space that we now are sharing yeah one of the things that you know just occurred to me is based off the stories you all just shared is you know how how often is it 
that you know you've got these these grandkids if grandma and grandpa come to town they're probably staying in maybe staying in a hotel maybe they're they're staying in you know in in their home but you know they they can almost begin to associate like a a, a unique space with grandma and grandpa right their grandparents are coming down they're staying at your place now they get excited oh you know is grandma our grandma and grandpa going to be staying in that house again and they they start building memories in yes. you know a, a a home and 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 a special home at that rather than just uh picking you know grandpa and grandma up from you know the holiday inn and and bringing them over uh, uh to to their house for a coffee or whatever it is so it's yeah, cool. totally it's, different experience totally for those different children. totally different yeah yeah that's, that's, that's partly what we want for our grandkids you know yeah. why we bought that house again it's like we want them to experience that area and you know they're in urban america here you know everything is big and around close by but to go there and Sela, she was two when we barely two when we took her the first time and she i'll never forget she wanted to sit on the front porch all the time and she would sit in her little rocker and she would just look she loved it and then she'd get up and she'd pick up you know something or she liked picking flowers and she'd come and just sit in her rocker again and just look and then she would ask us to come and sit on the rock it was just that we want that you know yeah. for other not only grandchildren but children so you you probably noticed we tried to make it child friendly you know with the the tools and the things they need and i want to do even more because to me that's the area we can continue to strengthen and just let kids know hey you're welcome here we want you here and we hope you have a great experience and you want to come back to this house this can be your <laughs> grandma uh, and grandpa place or even your parents or we want to go vacation because we know we can yeah yeah wow so so well done so and and so well said my my last question for for all three of you is you know what is what is some of the best feedback a guest could give after after their stay here like what are the the kinds of notes the kinds of messages you shared a couple of them here and there but what what what's a bit of feedback that just you know brings you a lot of joy um that that someone could could offer after their stay at your home you go first um well, obviously, we hope that their feedback will be, this was a beautiful place. It was a, you know, it had everything we needed. Um, but um, I think as as importantly, um, I like to see the feedback when someone says, I love your place. And gosh, I, 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 the only thing I wish we had had was X or Y. Mm. Which uh, is not very often, but yes. we do get it. Yeah, because then that go, good. That's good. That's good feedback for us to know. For, you know, because we, not that we're going to have everything that everybody needs, sure. but we want to try as much as we can to have in the house uh, the things that, that, you know, the majority of families are going to need so that, um, so that, again, they, they can come and they don't have to feel any stress at all about, I need to go get this or that, everything that they need is there. Yeah, I think Katrina touched on this before. I think listening to your customer mm -hmm. is just good business. Mm -hmm. It's good community building. It's good everything. Listen, listen, listen. Um, and our for-profit business, our tagline actually is we listen. Mm. Um, and, you know, that builds trust. Um, and so we've had people like I remember one of our first guests within the first month or so, too, was a, a father from California. 
and he brought uh, his son who was looking at Virginia Tech, but he had his younger son there as well. And he gave us five out of five on everything, of course, and wonderful raving review. But in private, and I appreciate this, he said, you know, you might really want to consider doing something different with, I know it's a small room. I know that you probably, I'm an architect, so I've looked at every angle. I don't know what you do, but you might consider this because you need a bigger bed. Mm. We had a pull out oversized twin in there. And so we listened and we said, we don't know what, but Katrina knows and Sarah's, we worked and worked. What do we do? What do we do? And finally we had to change and put a barn door on and figure out the lock and put at least a full bed in there. But it came from them caring. And to me, if a guest not only has a wonderful experience, not only feels that sense of second home, but they feel comfortable enough with us, not even really knowing us, but because of some rapport that we have gotten into. And that's all of us, all three of us, but particularly Katrina and I, because we we get carry the bulk, bulk of this. If they can say, hey, I wish you'd do this for us, it would make it so much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. That to me is such a wonderful thing. We can't, and if we can't do anything about it, we'll communicate and say, that's a wonderful idea, but we've looked at this at every angle and we can't do anything more. Then at least, you know, they feel something very special about that house or they wouldn't care to ask. They they want to come back. They also also feel respected. Yeah, totally. Totally. And they come back again or we'll probably send them some email, some of that kind of organizing we're going to do now and review and say, hey, we listen to you. We hope when you come back, you'll enjoy the sleeping arrangements a lot better for you and your boys, you know. So incredible. Yeah. And and I think that that's it. Sometimes it is that simple. It's it's the acknowledgement of, hey, that mm-hmm. that that is a great idea. Let's let's think on this or, hey, we have thought on this. Really appreciate you bringing it up. And here, you know, here's what we're going to try to do. But um, or, or we've thought through this extensively. And unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about this. But thank you again for like taking the time to share it. like mm-hmm. those simple things. You'd be you'd be shocked. You'd be shocked. Like, again, we, we've we stayed at over 60 Airbnbs in the last year. And every once in a while, we'll give especially if a guest if, if we connect with a host, you know, we will give some feedback. You'd be surprised the number of times you give a little bit of feedback and you just you don't hear anything. You, you give them all, you know, great star ratings and there's just there's just not an acknowledgement or there's a simple like thanks so much you know and you don't you don't hear back from any um uh beyond that and so i i I, you know i I laud you all for taking the time to not just think through and reflect but actually respond because i think that 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 really does go a long way with the guest experience what about you katrina so mine's a little more sentimental and that you know i mean kathy hit it hard with me today of just, you know, being the hands and feet. And I just feel so honored, you know, to be able to be the person on the ground floor with our guests. So for me, the greatest compliment is when there is that comment that Katrina was great, or it was so nice to have someone here. And, you know, because that's what, that's what their vision is. And it's my job here to carry out that vision. So I I would say that the, the greatest thing I could do for a guest is just to you know, to, to hear from them that they felt very well served, um, at our house. And, and again, I said ours, theirs, um, but you know, and, and, and we've looked we still at, have to work on her with that, you know, that it is <laughs> ours. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, and we have we have lots of visions for the future and other things we want to do. And we're in our first year. And it's so funny. Today we met earlier and we were talking about, like, what a great, we're so excited to be able to sit down and review what the last year was and, and what we can do differently and what we can do better. And, um, and, and maybe it's time to offer different things or step down on other things. But yeah, for me, that's just, to, to me, that's the greatest compliment is just that people felt well-served and, and just very accommodated. Yeah. I think one of the things that's shocking, Zach, is that as we look back on this first year to realize that this first year, we went through COVID the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to launch this during COVID. It was like, oh, yeah, it was, no. uh, it was quite something, but, uh, but it was, uh, again, it was, that was part of the blessing of, of being able to have a place where people could feel safe during yeah. COVID. Yeah. And I think that'll be part of the discussion going forward is a lot of the things that we had to take in, into consideration this past year, we may or may not have to, what does yeah. that look like? So, you know, there's just a lot, there's a lot to, to think about moving forward. Uh, you know, Katrina often kind of underestimates, you know, her role, but we really do see that we are equal partners in this thing. And, and she has done such an amazing job. And we often get people talking about that. You have someone here, mm. you know, and that means a lot. And you, you only got a glimpse at the service that she provides. Uh, she's very present, very aware, very meticulous. The cleaning, we didn't talk about it, but we've, we've gone overboard, you know, and Katrina and I both are, you know, a little bit um, too picky sometimes, but I'd rather that. It's not a healthy relationship. In that. <laughs> it's just not good. Oh, we found a hair. <laughs> We have a really hard time hiring people. That's, <laughs> I can't imagine, or I can't. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. Oh gosh. Wow. I mean, I I just want to thank you all for taking time to to share a little bit of your story. Um, la the last thing I I wanted to say too is, you know, Kathy, coming full circle here from how we started this conversation and you sharing a little bit about your all's work and how you started right your various uh, entrepreneurial endeavors, the for-profit ones to support the work that you were doing on the nonprofit side of things, which is incredible. This idea of like unity and community and a place where everyone feels welcomed and equal is, is just, is, is, is such sort of a, a beautiful vision for, for your life um, and, and mission for your life. And so, you know, from the guest perspective, I can say that when you do walk into the dwelling place, you do feel this, uh, this, this spirit, um, and that 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 you know beyond the beautiful touches and the well designed rooms and the you know nice bottle of wine, uh, it, you you also just feel so comfortable. But I think it's it's not just a comfort um, that is is for you. It it really does almost feel like, hey, this is a the, the feeling that you get while being at the dwelling place is is for the world right like it's it's for other people and what does it look like to harness that feeling appreciate it understand sort of the the spirit of it but then go share it with others so i i again i it it's funny now understanding all this context a little bit more uh in in more detail it this this makes sense right um but but for what it's worth i think that you guys have you guys have nailed it you've you've found a way to evoke a spirit that isn't just calming in the moment, but is also 
uh, inspiring in a, in a sense where you want to go, you want to go share what you experienced at the dwelling place with others. So well done. Um, and I really appreciate you all taking time to sit down and, and chat with us today. We'll have links where folks can go check out the dwelling place and book it uh, below. But if folks want to learn a little bit more about, um, you know, you all, the Dudleys or, or Katrina, is there is there anywhere folks should reach out? We'll have a, a link to Kathy to your, your book that you've referenced a couple of times, Bridges. That'll be in the show notes as well. But any other place you might want to send folks who want to hear a little bit more about your all story and or learn a little bit more about the dwelling place. You well, can put my email. Um, yeah, put my email, email and I can direct it from there. Oh, okay. That's good. Does, I mean, does that work for you? If you yeah. Just- yeah. I was just going to say, we just put together because of the book, um, a www.drkathydudley.com. Um, uh, and it has some videos, old videos on oh, there. Wow. Uh, of these ministries and some of the stuff we've done. Uh, and then Imani Bridges is just www.imani, I-M-A-N-I-B-R-I-D-G-E-S.org. And, you know, I, of all of the ministries, I'm really excited about this one because I feel like to have such great leaders make such a long-term commitment to see such amazing change when basically... I was there one, two, three times a year. Uh, and now I haven't been there for two years. Wow. And yeah. I was telling Katrina before our time today that, you know, now I'm more like a fly on the wall on WhatsApp and watching them organizing and seeing them care for each other. They're planning tomorrow the launch of a big, big thing that we do every year. And they'll reach probably five, 6,000 people in, in health and eye surgeries and you know, vocational, vocational training, training and on. Wow. But it's just so beautiful to see. So if you want to know more about that, that's the last ministry. That's imanibridgets.org. Wonderful. And we'll drop a link there too. So if you're listening to that and you want to understand a little bit more about this ministry, just scroll on down and click on over to the website. Uh, thank you all so much for your time. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Jack. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe, um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone, see you next time.